Hello and welcome to the Saints Score on Voice FM 103.9 as well as all of your good podcasting platforms. We're back once again this week and I've got two other people with me. It's Jamie Allen. Hello, hello. And not the commentary player, don't get it confused. (laughs) (laughs) And Mikey Maiden, how are you doing this week? Hello. Yeah. Um, Tired. Tired? But you know, like... We're gonna kick on with it. It's been a, it's been a busy week. <laughs> why why are you tired? Yeah, come on, Mike. Tell us. We've got we can oh spare a few minutes right. for you. Uh, yeah. I I've recently got into doing flexibility training. I don't know if any if either of you have experienced flexibility nope. training. No. Um, but basically, what it's done. I went out for a run on Monday, and um, my calf decided to try and split itself in half. It was in a loss of pain trying to run, um, and I basically just sort of. I didn't go to physio, I just did it myself and just sort of went, right, my calf hurts because it is so tight between the top of my leg and the bottom of my foot that it genuinely can't really move. So I started doing flexibility stuff and now my knee is incredibly displaced at the moment. It feels horrible. It feels awful. So I, mean, I know that's like a fantastic thing to open a Southampton podcast with, but you know, <laughs> I, that's the reason why I'm feeling exhausted because it, it, it's tiring trying to be flexible. Well, we learned a lesson here, Mikey. So I always I like, seek help when you need it. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. I can't touch my toes. I can't touch my toes. So, so the I flexibility didn't work. Oh, oh, it's been two days, Harry. Jeez, like, so I didn't know. I didn't know if you could touch done. them before. Then you've given it no. a go, and now you've not been able to do it. It's so you weren't able to do it before. This is not. This is not like an instantaneous process. This is something that's going to take a little while to get to. It's not like you do one bit of flexibility training and all of a sudden bang. Like you run a five minute. Like you do five k and then you can run a marathon. That's not how it works. So well, I, uh, hopefully that works for me, Mikey. Yeah, hopefully. You <laughs> did a marathon, Jamie. Well, like basically, there's a high chance I'll be running the London Marathon because I told my father that his time was for four hours was slow, and he put me in the ballot. So I find out at the end of this month if I'm running it or not. Do you want to be running it or not? Um, I would like to do it as a, just to prove a point, but yeah. I'm not too sure how my body will cope with that. Are you going to do I training, like... or are you just going to go bang yeah. straight in? Well, I thought I didn't have to do much training, but according to <laughs> friends and family, the marathon's quite a big deal. Yeah, is it, is it 26 I miles? You got into October. You got you got plenty of time. Like, That's true. To get back into training, you know. Are you going to do it how we normally do university deadlines, Jamie? A month before, or maybe the two weeks before. Are, That's I'm, when I'm you gonna, start. I'm going to have to actually do this properly because mm. I don't want to ruin my bod. You know. Yeah. But it could be a great start because then you could get really physically fit, get do the marathon, smash it mm. out, and then you just win, win, win situation. That is true. But anyway, it's too much of a tangent, this boys. Come on. I really, I really want to do the London marathon, but something I really oh. did want to go to is the Coventry game, but I can't. Nice. There's oh. uh, it's it's sold out. But before that, we've got to remember the transfer deadline day did just pass. I don't think they had anyone at Staplewood or outside the stadium on the uh, sports news channels because they sort of knew that nothing big was going to go on all around the other grounds. You know, Newcastle was very busy, basically just us, Norwich and I think another team in the Premier League. I think Arsenal didn't really do anything yet. They le- they lost Aubameyang or they chose to get rid of Aubameyang. But looking on our side... A few outs on loan, Simeu being one of them. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the window? I'll go to you, Jamie, first. Um, I think at the start there's a bit of hype about maybe getting a few City players on loan. I think it was um, is it it was Liam Delap and yeah. McCarthy? Is that how you yeah, say yeah, it? yeah, McCarthy. I think he's just signed a, a yeah, new just deal. Like recent deal now, so yeah. that's not happening anytime soon. But yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I think that's because we got the new owners in. However. I'm not too. I'm not too worried because I think the club know what they're doing. If they don't, if they thought we don't need any players in, that's fair enough because we're clearly doing quite well at the moment. So there's no point wasting money in a January because everyone knows you're worth twice as much in January. So it's 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 a it's a bit of a dis. I see why fans are disappointed because of the hype of the takeover. But then not to sign anyone, I think, is sensible because it'd be a bit of a waste. Mikey, do you feel the same? Yeah, I mean, we know in January that prices go up mm. a lot um, from what from what you need to pay, unless it is like a release clause or something like that. Then it, it prices do go up quite a bit. 
um which which i know as a football club even though we've got new owners like we don't we still don't want to be spending an extortionate amount of money on players um I mean, just look at Newcastle and the amount of money that they have, and then they've only bought in players like Chris Wood. They got Matt Target on loan. They're not throwing money at people to try and bring them in. Dan Byrne for thirteen million pounds, I think, is quite a sensible deal for Newcastle. Yeah. I think that works out quite nicely. Not a lot of money to spend on a player that they can get rid of in two or three years, and it's not going to be a big, a big waste for them. Um, but I, I think it's the right thing to do. We know Ralph doesn't really like doing business in January anyway, so I wasn't expecting a lot of business to be done. Um, and the only real thing that we had on deadline day was the Delhi Alley talks, and that got ended quite quickly. When I think I've seen two different reports. I've seen one where Everton's apparently got him on a free transfer, and then it'll be fees afterwards, depending on how he does. Yeah. And I've seen another one which they said that they've now spent thirty to forty-five million pounds on him. Basically. It's um, no fee until 12 games played, then it's 15 million. Then it's really a strange deal. Then, depending on performance related things, it goes raises to 35 to 40. Okay. So they've basically gone, right, if you play him, we can have some money for him. If it doesn't work out, we've just got his wages off our books, I'm guessing. That's basically what they've done. I think a lot of fans, to give us sort of credit, I think 90% of fans, I looked at the, the hashtag Saints FC timeline at you know, 11.01, and I think 90% were more than happy that we didn't really do anything because of how smart we were in the summer and the fact that we brought in you know the faces that we, we sort of needed to bring in. I think if we didn't sign a centre-back in the summer, in January, for, for example, we signed Lianco, then people would be a bit more excited because we did everything in the summer and we're in a good league position. You know, I I did some research um, a few days ago for for something I was writing, and the fact that we've not signed anyone since Guido Carrillo in January sort of shows that they were like, right, let's not panic, let's not rush into transfers. We'll get a loan with possibly an option to buy in the last two. I know Minamino didn't have an option, but I feel like we could have bought him if we if we really wanted to for the fifteen twenty million pound mark. Carl Walker Peters, another one, didn't didn't have an option, but we did go out and get him in the end. So do you sort of feel like that, that it because of how good our summer window was that we didn't need to go out and get anyone, Mikey? Yeah, I don't think there was. there's any reason to panic now, in all mm. fairness. Um, I think we've got a very balanced squad. I mean, maybe another central midfielder would have been nice, but yeah. then we don't know who's coming through. Apparently, is it Jack Turner or something like that? Mm, he might yeah. get a start. Um, yeah, either a start or an appearance off the bench against Coventry. So that that would be nice. Um, but we, we just don't really know that there wasn't any, there was no glaring obvious error of a position in the squad. And I think that's probably the best way of putting it. I know goalkeeper wise, this is going to be a bit of a panic in the summer because we're going to have four goalkeepers out of contract. <laughs> um, so we're not, we're not really too sure how that's going to go. But at the moment, it's not a problem. So it's not something that we need to start panicking over and, and, buying like sam johnson we've got a chance for getting on a free transfer what's the point of spending five million pounds in january just to like make sure and then add a fifth goalkeeper to our collection that we've got now so it's it's yeah there's a couple where you go maybe we could have got it done now but at the end of the day we we've got a couple of good options in the summer and and that's apparently what they were doing they were just planning throughout january for what they want to do in the summer so I think we'll be prepared, we'll be ready, we'll be early in our business again like we were last year. Um, assuming we stay up. Yeah, assuming we stay up. I, I don't yeah. want to guarantee anything, but say no, we do no. stay up and you know the, the squad say similar. In in the summer, I know it's very, very early, but is, what positions are you looking for? We've already mentioned the goalkeeper. Is there anyone else glaringly obvious, you know, central midfield, or does it really depend Number on... 10 depend on who goes out because there's dead wood is sort of a harsh word to say but I think there's a couple of wingers that we could probably let go or those wide number 10s and there's obviously going to be a a number of other departures well possibly another number of other departures what's the sort of thing that you want the most apart from the goalkeeper position Brozier yeah yeah that's a great shout great shout just I think yeah, it's, it's. I want him. I'd be happy with three signings in the summer, mm. and and there may be a couple of loans, but permanent signings: Brozier, number ten, and hopefully Sam Johnson, if not a keeper of his quality. I think that's all we need to really compete for that top ten 
Places I like that we're making. I like that we're making a shopping list. I like that you've made a shopping <laughs> list there with ideal. Try. I want. I want Mikey. I want your shopping list of players that you. It want. can't be the same as mine. Um, <laughs> they can be if you want. It will be. It will be a striker. So Brozier would awesome. be the number one, mm. but a striker to bring in a similar mould to Brozier because we don't have a player like him, who's just a bit taller, a bit stockier. Um, well, not he's not stocky, is he? he's quite a skinny lad. It looks like. Um, and then bring in like another six, um, so like a centre midfielder like Romeo, and then a goalkeeper or two goalkeepers, depending on how everyone's doing in their development. I know Ollie Wright's currently playing for the twenty threes. I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, Jack Bycroft's at Dorchester, and he's doing all right. So, like. We we've got some options on from our academy as well. You but... mentioned that you work with Dorchester before, Mike. Yeah, yeah I think have. I have. A, a I couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um inside knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um but it is very dependent on what happens in January. If we do end up losing Walcott and losing Gineppo and losing some of the other tens, then we'll probably look for another ten. Um but at the moment, I think we've got quite a nice balance in like Redmond, Deli, and Uzi, Armstrong, Gineppo. I think that works quite well, even though we haven't seen Gineppo for the last month because he's been uh, on AFCON duty. Um, but no, I'm I'm quite happy with the balance of the squad, but of course it is all dependent on... You, you never know, with this talk around War Prowse, there could be like a £75 million bid in for him or something Imagine. like that. Imagine. No chance <laughs> right. he leaves. No. I, I, I don't know. If the, if the money's right... Every player has a value, and if the money's right, the money's right, and he will go. Um, but we'll see. Wait, we'll see you in the summer. Mikey, if it came down to his choice, do you reckon he would leave? I don't know. It's always, it's always his choice, though, isn't it? Even if we accept a bid, mm. it's sort of it's always his choice. But it's I think it's the whole situation of he'll talk to the he'll talk to the board, say, "What's your ambitions?" Because if it's a Danny Ing situation where he's sort of Part, like sort of, sort of makes a slightly uphill step, but not really at all. I don't think that he'll make the move. But if Manchester City come calling, you know, they want a a long term replace reportedly for Ilkay Gundogan. It's going to be near near impossible for him to say no. Not just because of the you know getting a Premier League medal, probably get a champ, might get a Champions League medal playing in Europe. But also, also because the wage will probably be slightly higher as well. But if it's Newcastle or if it's Aston Villa, I'm hoping that he'd stay. And uh, before we go on to the next game, uh, whilst I was doing the research just earlier this week, I had a look at our arrivals from previous seasons. I didn't realise how ridiculous our 14-15 season was for bringing in players. We brought in Sadio Mane, Shane Long, Dusan Tadic, Ryan Bertrand for, you know, permanent deal, Fraser Forster, Graziano Plella, Florian Gardos, Elia on loan in January, Safir Tadir, that didn't really last very long, uh, <laughs> Ryan Bertrand, Toby Alderweireld and uh, Jurakic as well. That is a stacked list of players to bring it in like one slash two transfer windows if you if you count Azura Elia. That is crazy. I, I, that is mental. We needed them. We, we needed think... them because that was the summer we sold Lambert and Lalana and Shaw and Lovren. Yeah. We, we sold them Chambers. all. Cork mm. all went. Sure. I mean, Cork was in January as well. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that was a summer where we needed recruitment. So we had to bring in everyone. And we were very lucky that it worked out quite nicely. You know, yeah. it, it worked out very well. I think it's like really impressive the fact that apart, apart from Philippe Jurkic, all of those players went on to be successful at the club. Taddy, Gardos, Elia, I wouldn't say they well, were. Elia, mate, no, I had this argument with Harry a couple of days ago, <laughs> all because he played in one good game. It was a very good game, and that, right, that Newcastle. Game, that Newcastle game will always be remembered for Elia being insane. But if we use that kit more, maybe you would have scored more goals. He only scored in that kit. Hey, Mikey, so that exact kit is next to me right now. I was in the same stadium as those goals went in. So yeah. would you call him a cult hero for that one performance? Hundred percent. Hundred percent is a cult hero. Just, just, just for that that singular moment. I don't, I don't think Mikey. You don't agree, Mikey? Played one good game. But it was one. It was one very, very good game. It's a good game. It was, it. 
It was a good game. It was a good game. One kit that we we only used that one once, but we're also using a fresh kit for this weekend. Just this weekend, the FA Cup. It's with the Saints Foundation. It's a bit of a kit crime because you know the a lot of fans like wear your home shirt for your home games. No, we're wearing this extra special kit, and there's going to be 500 available for Saints fans or just any fan if they really want it but i imagine it's just saints fans that will go for it jamie mikey will you be buying it because i think it, i will just to see it as a long-term investment i just i just made a realization if i purchase this kit it will be my 50th southampton kit of my collection it's it's a special kit then for you special kit club mm. if, it's, if I, it's number 50 i think i'm gonna have to go for it mm. 100 pounds of my money we're leaving my bank account towards the saints foundation and i couldn't be any happier absolutely I'm getting an awesome kit and it goes to charity. So it's I can't a win win situation, Mikey. You're the same? Uh, no, I won't be buying one. No. What? No. no. What? You it's like a lovely charity? kit. It's a lovely <laughs> shirt. Right, no. All right. That's, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, the, the, um, <laughs> no. Let's be honest, Jamie. He's bought a lot from the Saints Yeah, I've bought a lot from the Saints <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't question yeah, that. Let's not mention the £150 Ralph coat shower. 125 you go do one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not Ralph, not Ralph Loren, Ralph Hasenhutl. Yeah, exactly. That's better for this podcast. Anyway, Mikey, are you not going to get one? Uh, no, I won't be getting one. Unless like there's there's one on the actual eBay uh, page. And that, yeah. that is there's one that's going to be a little bit cheaper. I, I don't think I'll be getting one because I, mean, I don't really have the money for it. Um, but yeah, it's a lovely shirt. It looks like a really, really nice shirt. I think it follows the pattern of the away kit, doesn't it? Where it's just sort of instead of it being black, it's white. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a lovely looking shirt, and it, it it's it's all good. It's like I think what they'll it's five hundred shirts they're releasing, all all for hundred quid. So they're going to make at least what. Oh, God, Mark, you can do it. It's too early in the morning. 50, 50, 50 grand. Yeah, yeah 50 grand 50, for Saints Should be great. And then whatever gets put on top of that for all the shirts being released, and I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of contribution. Valentine's Day, listing the match worn ones on eBay. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be some sort of contribution from the match day tickets as well, or something like that. There'll mm-hmm. be a load of Saints Foundation people around the game, so they'll. I think they'll make quite a bit of money from that, and that's that's really good. It's going to a good cause. So. Something that else that is really really good is this week's three man quiz. Ooh. And if you've not been here before, a welcome. But b the three man quiz has the answer of a former Saints player, and the three guesses or the three clues are a player that he played with before his time at Saints, after, and during. This week, the three players are Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Shane Long. That's Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo and Shane Long. Get your guesses in at Saints underscore score or at Voice FM Radio. And we'll be back right after this break to actually talk about the football because we've we talked about transfers. So yeah, we'll see you after this short break. Hello, welcome back to Voice FM 103.9. You're listening to the Saints score. If you missed our first part of our show, you can always go back and listen to it on all podcasting platforms searching the Saints score. Now, let's talk about the commentary game. Tis our what was your initial thoughts when we got them in the draw? I think I thought the same as absolutely everyone else. It's the first time since that 4-0 win that got us promoted to the Premier League for the first time. And it was all over Twitter. And Mikey, I don't think you're a big fan of just everyone tweeting at the same time, were you? No, it was annoying. <laughs> that was all my timeline was, was, oh, remember this? It's all like, yeah, I was there. Of course I remember it. Like, what? Come on. Uh, it, 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 we haven't played Coventry in a very long time so yeah the last time we did play them was probably the time that we got promoted and it's just everyone wanted to try and get their little likes up and all that sort of stuff which is uh, just I, I hate it all it's, it's fine though it's, it's alright somehow we've got a negative spin on the uh, getting get Coventry <laughs> but Jamie you always try and find a positive light in any circumstance so how about you? I have grass in a little envelope from the day I invaded the pitch. You specifically invaded the pitch. Yes, just me. Just uh, so when we're all bundled on at the end of the game, and I have such fond memories. I think was it Jos Hoyveld even scored. So that's how you know. nine goals that year. He's <laughs> he's a goal machine, absolute goal machine that year. Celtic hero. But I just remember I have such fond memories of him. Of uplifting his arms and it was like Gooley jumps on the back of him. 
something iconic, like that. One of those iconic moments. Old Southampton players that we knew. Mind. Probably like yeah, it's just before. such good memories, Mike. I don't know why you could complain about being reminded of it, brother. Do you have grass from the day? I, I think mine's laminated somewhere. It's Ooh, just one one bit of grass. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, Mike, did you take any grass that day? No. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to go on the pitch. No, I was on the pitch. I just didn't yes. take the grass. No, I did take all. I did take all. If everyone took, if everyone took a blade of grass, you know, there's probably more blade of grass than thirty. Yeah, I I imagine so. And I I think we were we we had Premier League money rolling in. We probably had we probably relayed the pitch anyway. So we we actually bought a new stadium with it. Yeah, Yeah, we we did. We it was it was all good. But that was a sellout, and I think it might be our highest ever attendance. Or you know, it's certainly up there. And this weekend is also a sellout. Mikey's not going to be there. For some, I'm I'm disappointed because I wanted someone to be there for it, but I'm actually so excited to see the, the stadium rocking or hear about it rocking. Because Coventry, fair play to them, they've probably they've sold all their tickets within 25 minutes. 25 minutes, they got an absolute sellout. That because it's the FA Cup, it must have been what four, five thousand at the absolute minimum. I think, uh, five, I think it's five thousand they're bringing down. They're having the entirety of the northern end is theirs. Absolutely uh, I mean, brilliant. It's, it's yeah. gonna be. They're going to be loud. They're going to be good. It's going to be a great atmosphere for the cup game. Is the game on TV at all? It is not. No, it's it's a three oh. o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely devastating. But it's sort of what Saints fans said the entire time. You know, two three years ago, put the tickets at a reasonable price, and we'll sell out these FA Cup games. We will do it. They put them at a reasonable, reasonable, reasonable price. Oh my goodness me, and we sell out brilliant occasion can you believe it jamie that we we sold out the entire stadium although we did get a big hand from coventry i mean i'm just jealous i can't be there yeah because i think i said that coventry is going to be rocking and i just think it'll be such a brilliant atmosphere in the club it's just like why oh why can the saints score not be there together you know that, that's that's, 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 that's just life I... That's what I th- that's what I think when every minute passes during the day. Why can't we be together? But looking at, you know, when we got promoted and when they got relegated, I think the two teams have been on a serious, you know, they've they've been so different since that day. They've went down to League 1, we've obviously went up to the Premier League. We've done really well. They've struggled both uh, obviously changing divisions but also financially. They've not always been in their stadium. They've had to share it with Birmingham. I think last year they they got Birmingham in the FA Cup and they got them at St Andrews and then they drew the game so the replay was once again at St Andrews and like the away <laughs> fans flipped to the home and home flipped to the away so oh, really? they, they've obviously struggled in recent times but they are back in the championship where well, they were last year and they survived and now it did look like they might have got into the top six it looks you know it's not impossible but it looks more unlikely now I think they're positioned 10th in the league after having a very very strong start to the season there's always one team that drops off yeah they are 10th 40 points after 27 games they've gone win loss win loss win in their previous five or six so what are you expecting from them Mikey? No, I'm, I, I don't really know. I don't know how serious yeah. they want to take the cup this year. Um, I'm not too sure who they had in the last round. Either. They had Derby. They had Derby, Derby. 1-1-0. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure. With the, with us, I think there'll be some rotation. We know that Ralph likes a cup run, and you know that that's one thing that we can aim for this year now that we're in the somewhat secure position type thing in the league table at the moment. Um, it's something that we can look forward to and we can look towards is a cup run and hopefully we we do end up beating Coventry. Uh, that would be brilliant to get into the fifth round and and get further in the competition. But I'm I'm not really too sure what I'm expecting from Coventry. I don't watch a lot of championship football. Um, and having yeah, looked at the names of some of the players, it's either youngsters from Football Manager like a Callum O'Hare <laughs> um. He used to be at Aston Villa, or it's a Ben Sheaf who used to be at Arsenal, or it's someone like Martin Waghorn. Those are like the only players I really recognise, that's it. Um, so, yeah, I've got no idea. So, someone else. <laughs> no it's, um, it's quite funny because it's the second time this season that we've been denied getting Derby in the next round of a cup competition because when we got Sheffield United, they beat Derby to get into the round where they played us. And then in the third round of the FA Cup, Derby almost could have got us again, but they got beaten by Coventry. I mean, I know the ball 
football difference probably didn't mean that, but it's just quite interesting to think that we could have played Derby twice, once or twice, and you know they're not having a great time of it, but they're, they're trying their hardest. Jamie, you know they're tenth for the championship; they're five points off the top six. I don't know; you don't necessarily have to know a lot about Coventry, but do you think they're going to be going for this game, knowing that there's a chance they can get through to the next round, or do you think they'll be mindset on getting into that top six? Because once you get into the playoffs. Anything can happen. You know, Aston Villa a few seasons ago snuck in right at the last minute after having a very poor start under Dean Smith. Uh, I think they won like tw- like almost twenty on the. It was, a, it was a very long unbeaten run to get into the top six. So, how do you think they're going to be approaching it? How do you think we're going to approach it? But also, how do you want us to approach it as well? I think Coventry and they come and give us all they've got. You don't you don't have five thousand travelling fans down. Not too sure. it's, a fair, it's a fair drive, isn't it's it? A, it's around me, so it's a good four yeah. hours. It's a very good. It's like four you don't hours. you don't bring five thousand fans for nothing and put on a mid like a squ- rotated squad. They'll play their strongest eleven, and I hope that we do the same. But although I do, but I think it's a shame because I think some young players would looking to get a, get in the game. However, I would like us to play our strongest side just because I think they'll be really really up for it, and I don't want to risk losing this game because I think. We are the, us as a club, we thrive off the FA Cup run. We've done so well the past past five years, you can say, in this in this competition. I think that we can we can do it. We can go all the way. Just look at the like look at the likes of Hull City got to the final. It's Arsenal. We're going to even manage to beat Man City. And that's not saying we're a similar years squad. Ago as well. Exactly, but we can get there. Watford. Yeah, that's the thing that. Because we're safe, because we're quite at the moment, because we're quite a middling club. You know, I, I know the previous two seasons we could mm. maybe not two years ago, but last year we were certainly in, in amongst it and we did survive in the end. But because we're quite a middling club, that we're easily better than three teams, probably four, maybe even five. But we're we're also not quite as good as the West Ham's, the Leicester's, and I was going to say Everton, but they've not done well at all this season. <laughs> so we're not going to get into that seventh spot or any higher. Do you think for a team like us, this is what the season depends on? Uh, I think I think so because you think I think I saw. Look, uh, sorry, stuttering here. I saw something saying about Burnley how their players, whenever they go into the season, what are they thriving for? Because they were always before this season. Anyway, they're always mid-table. What are they really aiming for? That's why that's why they've done too well because they have enough, literally nothing to play for apart from. Coming mid table and that's it. I think so they got think... seventh that one year, but I think that's when they exactly. felt like they peaked. I think that's the issue there for them. Like, but it's not a burn. Yeah, but you go on. I think we're a club that does thrive for these cups because I think we know we can win them. Yes, we may have only won one in the past, but we've had such good runs, and it really builds the club and builds the the, the fans' atmosphere. You know, we need that. We need the interaction. I think it is coming. Mike, do you think it helps that it? This season, especially, but really since we've been in the Premier League, that on a one-off game it feels like we can beat anyone or put a really good performance. Do you think that's why we've done so well in the cups recently for a team our size? I'm not saying overall because we've not won anything, but getting to the semi-final a couple of times, getting to the EFL, uh, the Carabao Cup final, because we can do those one-off games. Yeah, I think. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game of football, so anyone can beat anyone. It 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 doesn't really matter who you got and and what's out there. Um, you can beat anyone, and I mean, you only need like a lucky decision to go your way, or a shot to hit the post, or something like that, or like a ball to hit someone's arm, and all of a sudden you're looking like you're in a fantastic position to win something. Um, or like an offside decision going your way. Um, still not over it. Um, but oh, yeah, I don't, the, I don't think we ever will be. No. Um, and <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we we've got we got a good chance. As you don't know who's gonna knock out who, you don't know who's gonna get who in the next round. We need is a couple of favourable draws. And look where we got last year. We got to a semi final and we were very close to playing in the final of the FA Cup. Um, so. Yeah, and I I get like people saying what what do people play for? What I I think that does sometimes become a little bit stuck from teams, um like like a Burnley. Um, I think we were in a very similar position a couple of years ago when we lost. I think it was when we lost Mane and we then got Pellegrino in charge, and then that that whole season and that drop off from Puel to Pellegrino. I think we were struggling as a club, of what to play for. Um, I think we were in a similar position. I think Crystal Palace have been in that position as well, where they try to 
find something to play for and couldn't. So I, I get that. Uh, it, it does make a big difference. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what what occurs. Like If we get knocked out against Coventry, you get knocked out against Coventry. That's not the end of the year. Because I think we were in quite a similar position when uh, this time um, a couple of years back under Kuman, And we got top six. And we went on a fantastic run for the latter half of the year. I don't think we got far in the FA Cup that season. So there's always like a push that we can make. Um, but we'll just have to see. And I'm looking forward to Saturday. It's going to be great. It's going to be brilliant. Right. And something that we've not done in a long, long time is predict the team. It's probably Ooh. one of my favourite segments that we've, we only do on FA Cup FA Cup games because in the, in the league you could probably get 9 out of 11 pretty easily but this one is going to be a bit more difficult we'll go for the 4-2-2-2 situation and who's going to be in goal is it going to be Fraser Forster or is Caballero going to get a shout I, I'm going for Caballero you know Ralph wouldn't have signed him on again to the end of the season if he wasn't going to if he wasn't have faith in him so I think give him, give him a go because before he was with us he was obviously training with AFC Wimbledon and he's like, he's all right, realistically, against Palace for, for a rusty keeper. So why not give him a go against Coventry? Mikey, give the Fraser a rest. I, I think we'll stick with Forster and goal. I, I, I think we'll stick with him. Unless McCarthy's back, then I think McCarthy will play. I honestly think McCarthy won't play for Saints ever again. That is, that is quite a That's shout. Quite a statement, Genuinely, though. You've heard it first. You've heard it first. Think about it, though. Ralph was fuming at him for not coming off. He cost us two points. That why would he? Ralph lost face in him. Have you ever seen any photos of him in training? His his injury is only meant to be two weeks. I think I've, I've seen it. I've seen a couple, uh, but only a, a couple of weeks back. But I'm going to go Caballero. So that's two Caballeros. Nice, one uh, Fraser Forster at left back. There's obviously quite a couple of a couple of players you could go for. You could see Walker Peters mm-hmm. out there. You could see Perraz, or you could see Thierry Small. I'm going to start. I'm going to go for the latter of the three, and I'm going to go for Thierry Small because he was almost going to start against Swansea and then I believe he picked up COVID so that's why he didn't play. Uh, you two, are you in agreement or agreement? I don't know which no. one's the correct word or are you going to go somewhere else? Parade. Left Ooh. back. Give him the go. Give him the nod and we'll probably bring on Small. 65 minutes, maybe 70. I think Thierry Small will start. I think Ralph likes him. I think he's probably been promised first team football this year and it's a great chance for him to start. Um, so I think Thierry Small will play. I like that. We've got different teams now. We've got different teams. Centre back number one, or just we might as well do both centre backs. Mikey, yeah. who are you thinking for that? Is it going to be Lianco, Stevens, Salisu? I'm pretty sure we've got almost all of our centre backs available. So who's it going to be? Stevens and Lianco. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. I, I, the same. I can't disagree with that, to be honest. Yeah. No. I, I think I was um, talking, I think I was talking to Jamie about it and saying, like, Simeo might start. I think I think he might do it, or like he's going to get in and around on the first team and that sort of stuff. And then the day after he got loaned to Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I wanted him to start this game, but unfortunately, I don't think well, it, it won't be the case. So, yeah. Steven no, I mean, it's, it will not be the it case. It generally won't be the case. So, yeah. It is impossible. Yeah. Um, I want to go Salisu. I think there's a chance that. Salisu could play, but the fact that Stevens hasn't got much football recently and Lianco's is the third choice. You normally try the third choice in the FA Cup game. I'm going to go for that. Right back. See, this is going to be a bit more of an interesting one because Tino's only just come back into training, so it could be a bit too early. Carl Walker-Peters has been in good form, but once again, you might want to rest him for the league. We do have Spurs on Wednesday. Who's it going to be in the right back position? I didn't really think about the Spurs game too. Though. I was about to just go and mm. say Tino, but maybe, maybe Kyle now. Because I think he probably would rather wait for him because the injury is a bit um, sketchy. So maybe wait for him for the Spurs game. Then, Mike, what do you think? I think he'll play Livermento for like sixty minutes. I think he'll get him some minutes of football. Uh, because uh, you know, I I think he'll just yeah, he he needs football at the moment. He does he does need football, um, and uh, if as long as he's fit enough, it shouldn't really make too much of a difference. And you think Walker Peters have played a lot of football over the last month or two, uh, so he probably needs a rest. So I'm going to go live Mento at right back. Yeah, I'm thinking a similar situation. I'm sort of combining 
all of your thoughts? Because I'm thinking Tino's going to play it right back, not only because Kyle Walker-Peters probably needs a bit of a rest, but I also don't think they're going to play Tino against Spurs on Wednesday. I think that this is a good opportunity to get his fitness back. I can't remember the last time he played. It was probably just over a month ago now. I can't remember which game he got injured in or during. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think they're going to play him on Wednesday. I think that's when Carl Walker-Peters will come back in and they'll play Parade on the left that game. Uh, but, yeah, this game, I'm going to go for Tino. That's the back four and the goalkeeper done. And it's almost the break time. But before that, it's a three-man quiz. If you're new around here, if you've only just started listening, the three-man quiz is, well, the answer is one former Saints player. And the three clues are a player that he played with before, during and after. And this week, the clues are Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi and Shane Long. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. Lionel Messi and Shane Long. Those are the three clues. I think Jamie has a good idea. Mikey, have you got any more thoughts? Yeah, I think I got it. Uh... See, part of me with this one, I want to... Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to reveal after the break my thoughts. So come back after this break and you'll hear the answer. Right, we are back for the third segment of this week's Saints Score on Voice FM 103.9, as well as all of your good podcasting platforms. And what I always like to think is that people listening to this right now are probably travelling to the game. They've got the radio on and they're about to see us hopefully beat Coventry in mm-hmm. just over an hour's time. Before we get into the rest of the team lineup, where me and Mikey have got the same back four, but a different goalkeeper, and me and Jamie have got a few of the same players, I think three or four of the same players, but not all of them. It's the answer to the three-man quiz. I'm pretty sure both of them have got the answer this week. The three clues are Cristiano Ronaldo, Shane Long, and Lionel Messi. Jamie, I'll go to you first. What do you think the answer is this week? He was in our EFL Cup 2016-17 runners-up team. He played one game for the club. I can't remember who was against Mikey. Who was it? Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. It yeah. Two one. It's off of my head. And then his name is Martin. Finish it off, Mikey. Caceres. Caceres. It was indeed. To be fair, I just looked at it and I thought I was going to go for Thierry Henry and then some other random player from Juventus. I could have made it a lot harder, but I did want to just say that the three players were Ronaldo, Messi, and. Shane Long. I thought it just it, I thought it just sounded quite funny that you know they Why is that funny, Harry? Why is, why is that funny? Well, in one game he's won a Champions League with one of them, played at Juventus with the other, and in the this game that he plays, it was a two one <sighs> win where Shane Long hit the bar from a penalty and Patrick yeah, Bamford scores his first Premier League goal. So uh, yeah. but Richmond's called a delight, it's got to be said. An absolutely delightful goal. So uh Redmond and Rodriguez, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Jay what what a what a player! What a player. What a player I know, I know, I know. We want to move on, but no, you, the you highlights, the highlights of you know the three 0 win against Fulham. I was about um, to say that when Jay Rodriguez sent that. that ball into the top corner, it's just like, oh my god, we we were so good then. We so were good. so good, and Jay Rod was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Could he Such still be here? Play. Or at a bigger club if he didn't get that ACL injury. Because he did all right when he came back. That goal against Bournemouth. Oh, in that, that white kit. Got a kit from that game, haven't you, today? I, I do indeed. A very expensive <laughs> kit. But um, that goal was unbelievable. And he, I think he scored one against Leicester and, and a few. But not not enough, sadly, to stay. Obviously, went to West Brom, then got um, got with Burnley after that. Do you think he would have stayed in school? Because people forget how clinical he was, getting 10 to 15 goals a season, even though he was only here for, for a few years. Do you think he would have stayed? Uh, I don't know. I think there, there would have been a move for him easily. Like He, he would have played at that uh, 2014 World Cup. He, w- he was going. Um, we would have had four players in that squad for England. Lambert would have gone if... He didn't get injured. Really? We, would have, we would have Lambert, Lalana, Shaw, and Rodriguez. Hey, Lambert only went because Rodriguez got injured, Mike. Did he? I think there's that's, others. That's, that you can that's move quite literally a fact. You can look it up. I want to, I want to see that <laughs> fact. You need to show me the source because I won't. Yeah, you need to get a link it. for that because I've never, I've never seen that at never all. I don't know. I just never searched it up. But, but yeah, he got 15 goals in that year, um, and he was sensational and it's it is just absolutely gutting that that's the way that it went i mean he still scored goals like he got mm. seven with west brom in the premier league when they went down he got 22 in the championship when they when they got promoted they had so, a strong like, force of him and dwight gale that year they didn't go up but that was just ridiculous to watch anyway sorry continue 
But yeah, like he's he's um he's always been a goal scorer, and he's always a scorer of great goals as well. I remember the one at Old Trafford with Burnley. I'm pretty sure. Oh yes. Um, where he he sort of just swivels and smacks it into the top corner. He's always been a scorer of great goals, and it it is a shame. But I he would have he would have got a move that summer easily. Um, and he would have been playing in the Champions League, I would have thought, because he was he was a special player. I think he scored in the FA Cup, but sadly they did lose to Huddersfield. They're out, but we're still in, and we're going to still talk mm. about the team lineups in the central midfield position. Who do you think is going to start? I'm going to start off and say James Royal Prowse and Diallo. I think that's going to nice. be the cup midfield. I, I do like Romay, but you know Diallo's got to get some minutes, and you know in the in the Premier League, of course. The Spaniards is going to start, but I'm going to go for Warprowse and Diallo. Any differences? Any wild shouts from either of you? I'll go to Jamie first. Well, so I saw Smallbone was back in training, but I'm not too sure on his match fitness. So that possibly could be a shout, but I don't think. I think it's maybe a bit too soon for him to come back in the contention. But I yeah, think yeah. I'm going to have to go for a similar lineup again, Harry. I'm sorry to copy you here, brother, go for it. You but go. I'm going to have to go for Diallo and Prousey as well. Yeah, I think that'll be the case. I don't think Smallbone will... Um, I don't think he'll play as a six again. I don't think okay. he... Well, he might, but I don't think he will because Ralph sees him as a 10. Um, so I don't think he'll play regularly in that sort of deep line playmaker role. And I think Diallo, after his performances against Burnley, when he's been coming off the bench, he's been doing well. Like He's, he's, he's looked bright. So it'll be nice to see him get a run out in another 90 minutes. Um, it'll be good to see that and also just give Romeo a rest. I, I know he probably doesn't want one, but <laughs> it, it, it'll be good to just give him a rest and give him time to recover. Because again, like, I think this is this is like the main thing is that because our squad is a bit more depth, like it is a bit more depth friendly. I don't, that's not the way of putting it, but like it, 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 it has not, depth. It has depth. Yeah. It has depth. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it has depth. Um, so we are able to rotate the side and we are able to give other players minutes. Um, and Romeo is one where if he does get injured, you saw the end of last season when he broke his ankle against Leeds, like we really, really struggled without him. So to try and keep him fit and playing in, playing in the Premier League, Diallo can step in and we know that he can do a good job. So I think that, that will be where we go with this one. Now, this is where things get interesting. I don't think we're all going to get the same answer for this. In the two wide positions, it feels like we've got a lot of attacking midfielders. And in the league, it feels like we've changed them recently in the last month. You know, Teller started a lot of games. Now, he's come out for a bit for, for various different reasons. Don't get me wrong. Who do you think is going to play on both sides? Mikey, I'll go to you first. We've got an abundance of players, but only two positions to fill. So who's it going to be? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Elianuzi and Walcott. I don't think oh. that's the two that you two are going to have, but I think Elianuzi will start. Um, I think Walcott will get minutes because he hasn't got many this year. Um, so I think it will be them two. The only thing that I can think of otherwise is that Gineppo, Gineppo starting over Walcott. I can see that happening um, because it just depends on his fitness back from AFCON um, and whether he's, I don't know if there's still isolation periods or not in the Premier he's League. Tra he's training at the moment. So is he training? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. I can see uh, Gineppo starting over Walcott then. I might actually change that. Yeah. Gineppo and Elianuzzi, I think will be the two. So let's start. All right. You've confirmed that. I've got two different, but of you, Jamie. I've gone for Nathan Teller and Stuart Armstrong. For goodness sake. Oh, is that no way? That's Terry Jordan. <laughs> yeah. No chance. That's what oh, I've put as well. But you can explain why you think that. Well, I think Armstrong's obviously <laughs> Stuart Armstrong. This has had a few injury problems this year. I think it's a nice little steady, steady little reassurance. You know, come back in, Stuart. Go on, have a sixty-five minutes, yeah. and then maybe a, maybe like a cheeky little walkout appearance at the end of that. Mm. But then Taylor needs the minutes to get back in the squad, and I think he'll play the whole ninety. It also works if we change formation and Teller can also play further up the field as well. This works with, you know, with a bit of a rotation with both. Yeah. yeah, I think that because neither of them have really started a lot of games consecutively recently, but they're also two very capable players. And I think that they're, they're the most capable out of the players that haven't got 
a lot of minutes in the last three to four weeks, if that makes sense. Mm, so I think I think it's going to be those two. But I think in the FA Cups, you get five substitutes. So I do think Walcott will make an appearance. I do oh, think Gineco will make an appearance. I think so anyway. I'm, I'm 90% oh. sure, but that, I could be wrong in that. So that's why I think it's going to be Teller and Armstrong. I think they give us the best chance of progressing in the Cup. And now to the two strikers this could be a bit interesting you know we've got brozier we've got redmond who, who has played up there recently we've got you know the alternative armstrong adam armstrong and we've also got che adams who's going to play up front uh i'm going to go to you jamie we went, went to mikey first we'll let him think for a bit so jamie who are you going to go for uh adam armstrong and che mcadams a strong strike force against the championship side i think Adam Armstrong is a per- it's the perfect chance for him to get back in goal scoring form because he, he we know what he's like against championship sides he's lethal he showed that last season and it's the perfect chance for him to get back on his horse and Chet Adams is just a baller to be honest yeah he can finish for days and he works quite well with Teller and Armstrong behind him as well so that is my starting eleven Mikey are you going for the same too. No, I've got Adam Armstrong and Nathan Teller. Those are the two that I'm putting Ooh, as nice. nines. Because uh, I think I think Ralph likes Teller as a nine. Um, I know he's played wide. He played wide against Brentford, didn't he? But that was more as a sort of yeah. weird wing back. I don't know if you actually... like That Brentford game was so strange because he didn't play as a wing back. He didn't really play as a winger. We played like a diagonal, asymmetric type weird thing where we had a right mid and then we had a left back. It, it was all a little bit strange, but I think Teller starting as a nine, I can see that happening. The only issue would be is there's not really a striker there to hold the ball up. Um, so it probably won't happen, but you know, that that's that's what I think. I mean, that's what I've come up with on the spot. So, you know, yeah. like we can see, see if go. it works Chuck or not. Together. Not a lot of thought has gone into this side. It may be something <laughs> that I, I I will change at some point. Uh, but it's confirmed now, so it's fine. It's all right. I'm sure I it'll be we've, okay. We've gone through the team, and I think my, me and Jamie have got two different players because I've also gone for Adams at Armstrong up front. Oh, I think. my goodness. Yeah, Armstrong against one of his old sides. He scored 20 goals in 40 games for Coventry in the 2015-16 season. And like you said... He needs to get back in the goals, and I don't. I, this is a perfect chance for him too, because he he scored a lot of goals in the championship last season. I don't know if he scored any against Coventry. He probably did because he got like twenty nine <laughs> goals. So on the law of averages, he probably did. But I'm going to go for Armstrong, and obviously Adams. He did start start against Manchester City, but that was two weeks ago. And like you say, both need to get back into the goals. He did score against Brentford, but once he gets one, then he gets two, and then hopefully he can get three and four. So that's what my starting eleven look like, and. Before we go on uh, with Adam Armstrong, do you think do you think this is a, a perfect game for him if he does play? Because, like we say, he's only got two league goals this season. Started fantastically against Everton, but he's not really got the minutes he was probably hoping for. You know, when he signed and Broja signed, I thought, do you know what, Broja's going to be a lovely person. Just if you know, if someone gets injured, <laughs> we don't really know much about him, and he's become the man quite rightfully because he is absolutely phenomenal in everything that he does that has started and forced Armstrong, who we paid 15 to 20 million for, out of the team. So, Mikey, how important is this game for Adam Armstrong if he does start? It's important, but it's not like the end of the world if it doesn't go well. We've seen, like, Che Adams is a perfect example of a striker who didn't start off well. He, he took a while to get going as much as, like, he, he took 30 games to score and Adam Armstrong took one. I think they're quite similar in the way that they've started. You've seen moments of brilliance from them but you haven't seen like it consistent enough. And then you're finally seeing Che Adams. He's getting what he deserves now with his Scotland call-ups and, and like, and playing week in week out for us. And I'm sure Adam Armstrong will get to that point. It's just about him learning and developing. And like, he's got the attributes to be a good striker for us. It's just about him learning that system and getting used to playing in the Premier League and, everything like that and i'm sure it will come good for him but if it's a great game for him because it's 90 minutes it's 90 minutes of football if he does start it's 90 minutes of football for him to play again which will be lovely i don't know when the last time he played a 90 minutes for us so it should be it should be good for him jamie do you think the same whilst i find out the adam armstrong statistic about 90 minutes well like i said 
previously, he's a good chance for him to play as a championship side, which clearly he is an elite level against. But yeah, I don't know. I think that it's it. I'm just I'm just very wary going to cup games because I just know the magic of the cup can make anyone win. It's not like it's a Premier League game where you can say, ah, oh, I don't know, going against United, I will we'll lose that one. Playing against you know, Liverpool, will easily lose that. No, it's a cup game. It's one time, full 90 minutes, maybe more, if it goes on that, done. Anything can happen. That's why you should never underestimate what team you're playing against, no matter what league they're in. Yeah, I was, I was quite disappointed that they scrapped the uh, the replays for the third and fourth round this year. Because I was thinking, if we get a 1-1 draw, I can, I can go to the... I know it's not that's called true, the right? Rico Arena this year, but I could have gone to the Rico Arena. It's really close to me. Midweek, that's the one time that I don't go to a game because both the Saturday and Sunday are always full. So, yeah, that's, it's a bit disappointing. The last time that Adam Armstrong played 90 minutes was in the 4-0 loss against Liverpool, where he played off the left when we played Che Adams and Broger at the same time. And now I want your score predictions for the game. What is going to happen? Are we going to progress or are we going to be dumped out of the cup by Coventry? Uh, Jamie, I'll go back to you. Oh, this is tough, Harry. Like I like I just said in my previous statement, now, obviously I want Saints to win, but I don't know. I mean, I'll go for a 2-0 win with a wary of possibly a 2-1. Mm. I'd like to see Caviero get a clean sheet because I, I quite like the guy. Absolutely. Mikey? I think it'll be 2-1 uh, to Southampton. I, I can see Coventry. Uh, we, we start really well in games. I can see us going goal ahead, and then I think it will die down a little bit, and that's when Coventry will come back in. But I think we'll do just enough to sort of squeeze our way through in the cup. Yeah, I, I'm going to go for a similar thing. I think a lot of people, not underestimating Coventry, but... For a lot of Saints fans, because we've been in the Premier League and not a lot of people keep a keen eye on football as much as maybe we do, they might be thinking, Coventry? You know, we beat them 4-0 last time. They should they should be fine. We should roll them over, forgetting that, that was ten almost ten years ago, which feels absolutely crazy. But yeah, for them, it's a big game. For us, it's a big game because maybe not you know, it'd be probably more difficult for them to get all the way to the semi-final final of the FA Cup. But for us, We've shown it in recent history that we can. So I'm going to go for a magical 2-0 win. It's going to be tight, but like you say, I think we're going to get a goal inside the first 10, 15 minutes. The stadium's going to cool down a bit and then, yeah, get get a second. You know, Thierry Small will get his first goal for the club on, on the 60th minute and go absolutely crazy. So, yeah, that's our score predictions. Get yours in at Voice FM Radio or at Saints underscore score. Remember, you can leave us review on apple podcast so please do that it does really really help and you know listen to us again and again if you want to get an early hearing of the podcast you don't have to wait for the radio show you can go straight onto any of your podcasting platform services it'll be out on a thursday or friday if you want to be one of the first people get straight onto it but yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully reacting to the win, hopefully reacting to the the Tottenham win as well. But that'll be a bit more difficult away at their mighty stadium. But this week, thank you very much, Jamie, for joining me. Pleasure as always, Harold. Thank you very much, Mikey. Thank you very much, Harry. And thank you very much to you listening at home or maybe even in your car going to the game. We'll see you next week. <laughs>